0: So, kind of give you the run of show here for hour number three. I can't believe it's the third hour already. We are taking you back to Arlington as soon as Lance Leibold starts talking. So, as soon as he gets rolling, we're going to listen to the Kansas head coach a bit. Then we're going to hit our top five stories of the day, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. And at the bottom of the hour, we're going to reset a little bit of what Brett Yorman had to say in his inaugural press conference as the commissioner of the big 12. And it kicked off big 12 media days. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was informative. And it was also maybe lacking some details too, if that makes any sense. Right. I mean, it was informative because we learned a little bit about him. We knew nothing about him, but he kind of said a lot without telling you very much. Josh and I have both kind of been surprised that there wasn't more on conference expansion. Or I'm sorry, sorry, uh, playoff expansion. But as we, you know, as we sit here on July 13th, we probably got a long way to go on that front, anyway, Josh. Right? I mean, it's we got to figure out what Notre Dame's going to do. I think they got to figure out a lot of other things. Then. Then we'll be at a point where we kind of look at conference expansion, our playoff expansion, and go, okay, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna get to twelve or fourteen or sixteen or whatever that number is gonna look like for the future of the college football playoff. But Brett Yorman, he didn't have an opinion on it. Now I was kind of surprised by that, Josh.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about that. I mean, obviously there's time for him to form an opinion, and maybe he really already does have a stance on that, but just didn't feel like divulging that today. It's uh. A lot of chess being played out there between your mark and Clive Koff and
0: obviously uh, Warren. I keep calling Sankey him Jorman, and- don't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Who am I turning into? Is it this time slot, Josh, that I call everyone the wrong name? Brett Yormark, the uh, commissioner of the Big 12. I, uh, I humbly apologize. Go ahead, Josh.
1: Well, there is much chess being played, right? Many moves yeah. that you have to think about in advance, but I would have... Liked a little bit of his thought process on college football playoff expansion instead of basically selling us this idea that, well, I need to sit down with my mentor, Bob Bowlsby and right. really pick his brain
0: on what <laughs> hey, our path forward should look like. A um, couple of things. So, your mark was just speaking with a small group of reporters. Um, he said he's not against having negotiations – that would allow Oklahoma and Texas to leave the SEC early. We'll have more on that coming up in a bit. But first, back to the days, Big 12 Media Days, coverage brought to you by Elite Roofing System, Kansas coach Lance Leipold.
2: It's not showing up in the win and loss column all the time, and I I think we've been – our players have really embraced it. Um, We understand and we we emphasize as well, we're not in the moral victory business, um, and and we understand that completely. But we're we're always looking at whether it be – Individual improvement in in certain things, how we've gone about our our daily business, and and really how we've connected dots with our players about becoming better holistically, whether it be weight room or academically, and better being, better leadership, better teammates, that these things are going to stack upon themselves and and help us on game day. And I think. you know, the proof of that is, you know, when a 1-8 football team goes on the road and, 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 and come, finds a way to win and, and plays even uh, some even better football maybe the next two weeks and starts showing the signs of closing gaps that, that we have to do. And I, I think that's going to be very imperative again this year. And I think our guys understand that.
0: Coach, we'll go down the left-hand side over there, waving her hand.
1: Hey, Coach, Brian Chapman, allsooners.com. You mentioned the good close to the season, but a couple weeks before, push Oklahoma in that game. How much good momentum did you take from that into the close of the season? How do you carry that over into the offseason?
2: I, I don't know if I caught it all there, but what we took from that that win and and what we – well, I think the one thing, again, when you, you all know or <coughs> mostly know what these young men and some of the guys that are here with us today have – Gone through multiple head coaches, not just one or two. Some are on three. Some have had, uh, you know, Earl Bostic Jr., our our offensive tackle has had at least eight position coaches. And that's not normal, and 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 it and really not fair. And and for us to be a, a program that can develop and stay consistent, you know, we have to earn trust. And I, I think the one thing that that win, as we started to play better, I I think the players understood our routine, our message was going to be consistent, and we weren't going to waver from it. And, and when they saw that and they started to get better in what we were doing and understanding, um, I, I think it started to show itself late in the year. And that win, obviously, and uh, in the injection of uh, Jalen Daniels, that quarterback, really helped us uh, those last few games. I've said it also is that, and in, in with that confidence, uh, I think, to me, one of the most apparent things was our first spring practice the volume and confidence of, of communication, especially on the defensive side of the ball, was night and day from the fall. And, and to me it was, hey, we understand it more. We're confident. This is what we do. All those different things hopefully will, will help us, again, uh, play faster, play with more confidence, build on the other things that, uh, that we need to to, uh, to take a step, especially on the defensive side of the ball, as I said.
0: Okay, Coach, on the right side, right in front of us down here.
2: Hey, Coach, Tim Fitzgerald, gocopower.com
3: and 24-7 sports. How important is it in this rebuilding process to have the transfer portal and also now the lifting
4: of the scholarship limits?
2: Excellent question, Tim. Uh, As we know, this program, again, it it put itself in some – some tough positions scholarship number-wise. So, again, that, that'll help whether it's going to alleviate, alleviate itself right away this year. But I, a, a year from now, I'll be very confident that we'll, we'll be where we need to be in that scholarship <coughs> count. And I think across the board for, for programs like us, uh, that you know, it can go either way. As we know, though, with the portal, you, you've got to do a great job um, within your roster. I, I'm very proud of the fact that we haven't lost anyone in our two deep um, from last year. That, that didn't leave by graduation. Um, but at the same time, we've been able to add to that to create. And, and the thing we've tried to emphasize within the program also is for us to get better, we have to be better within our own locker room first. We have to beat Kansas as we go about it. We have to be better than we were the day before. And one of those things that you have to do to get there is that you have to embrace competition. And uh, sometimes we've had positions, and whether it be by youth or other things that Guys haven't been pushed every day in practice um, to maintain that spot and that playing time. And I think we were able to do some of those things through the portal and create some of that as we head into to, to August and the 2022 season.
0: I like him. Um, I hope he has success. By the way, he, he had no idea, no idea what Ryan asked him, did he? No.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, well, after we won that game, I mean,
0: whatever. <laughs> Ryan asked him about the OU game, and I think he thought he was asking him about the Texas game. So Big 12 Media Day can continue, and our coverage will continue all day long here on the Ref Sports Radio Network, brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. Who all do we have? Do we just have a – do we have Parker down there? Is he anchoring all of our coverage? Yeah, he's anchoring the
1: coverage, and he'll be coming up, obviously, uh, as soon as we sign off from down there at Big 12 Media Days.
0: So how did – is Pierce going through the Gaylord College? Is that how he's getting down there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay. He's going down there too.
0: There was a part of me where – I mean, listen, I'm all about shaping the minds and the youth, but I was like, are we really going to send Pierce and not Josh and I? And then I was like, oh, yeah, he's probably going with college. (laughs) (laughs) This is the time – the crazy thing, just to be real, what sucks – And I'm yelling for some reason here. I don't know why. This is sometimes where you can slide in and get a few interviews, this time slot, right? Uh, This or early afternoon. So uh, Parker and Steelman are going to be loaded with guests coming up. Today and tomorrow right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, what do you say, Josh? We had our top five stories of the day. As always, our top five stories of the day brought to you by New Castle Casino, where real, our EEL gamers go to play. We'll hustle through it with big story number five. Number five. Okay. How much time did you spend on social media last night?
1: Not a ton, believe it or not. I I was sort
0: of, I was away from my phone. Good on you. Are you familiar with Arch Anon or Arch Anon? I never know what's is it Q Anon or Q Anon, whatever it is. Mike Farrell wrote an article for rivals, which Mike Farrell, I don't know Mike. I've never met Mike. He's very clickbaity. And and I, I always like when people are like, what do you mean? There's nothing to click. You got people to get on your site. You know what everyone means when they say clickbaity. Come on, stop it. But um Did you see the opinion he had on one of Arch Manning going forward?
1: Yeah, he basically
0: said he'd be
1: a three star if his last name wasn't Manning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now it I, I, I it was now, I don't know. I get confused now because Twitter is all in the business on my desktop, my laptop computer, I guess I should say, of telling me what they think I want to to read about, which is nothing that I've ever clicked on or ever want to read about. But I actually went to the true trending topics at one point, and uh, hashtag ArchAnon was trending. So uh, it, it's always funny to me because if Arch Manning had signed with with Oklahoma and people were would be saying this stuff, they'd be losing their minds to defend him. But I got to be honest with you, Josh. Those highlights of the state championship game, those were a little damning. Whenever I was watching through those, and again, you can make anyone look as great or as awful as you want, right? You can pick all of their big plays and 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 put them out there and highlight all their big throws, or you can do what ESPN and Fox Sports seems to do every time they talk about Baker Mayfield and find every bad play the man has ever made. Have you noticed that? Whenever ESPN is talking about Baker Mayfield, all they ever show is his interceptions. All they ever show is his bad throws. So, I again, I'm not here to sit here and fight and defend one Arch Manning, but... It was kind of funny last night, Josh Helmer, to see how suddenly the rest of the country started to ask the same questions that many have been asking about the Texas commit over the last few weeks.
1: Look, there's a reason that Arch Manning got an offer from the University of Texas, from Alabama, from Georgia, from Clemson, from Florida, from Miami. Do I need to keep going? Notre Dame. He's... A really good quarterback, right? They think that all of these programs feel like the six foot four quarterback has a chance, not because his last name is Manning, but right. because of what they've seen on tape and what they've heard from coaches and what they've evaluated, that he's got a chance to be a really, really good quarterback at the next level. Is he perfect score, 247 sports good? No, nah. absolutely not. Farrell's on to something there. Is he three star? Good or bad, you know, whichever way you would describe a three-star. No, I think he's probably better than a three-star prospect. But I get what Farrell's saying to a degree.
0: Big story. And I had to throw that in there because Sooner fans, you owned that last night. Well done. Big story number four. Number four. So the NBA took a few headlines last night. First, you had the Spida Mitchell trade rumors. The uh, odds on favorite to land Donovan Mitchell appears to be New York. But I think there's a clear distinction here, Josh, between a guy being on the trade block and just trying to solicit offers. But it looks as if Utah is trying to move on from basically its core and rebuild. Were you surprised to hear that there could be a chance that Donovan Mitchell could be on the move?
1: Why are they taking this approach i mean what is it with nba franchises as soon as there's a little bit of a star being somewhat disgruntled or upset which would make sense you're a couple of years removed from utah being the best team in the west and not making the nba finals and then this past season was disappointing obviously i don't know if there got to a point to where donovan mitchell and rudy gobert there was some some friction there i mean obviously we know uh dating back to the COVID situation that there was a little bit of friction between Gobert and Donovan Mitchell based on how Gobert approached things. And he wasn't particularly cautious. I kind of just ever since have sort of felt like Rudy Gobert sort of in a way kind of spoke for the United States in a sense in that he wasn't at the beginning of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. He wasn't altogether – Particularly concerned with it, right? I think that kind of was very indicative of the United States and probably the world in a lot of ways. And he got caught with his pants down in that respect a little bit. And because he's Rudy Gobert, was that individual that got caught. But I mean, was there truly that much lingering friction between those two? They had a lot of success together. I think it's curious that Utah's trying to blow this whole thing up. I never think it's a good idea when you try and trade away superstars, but. Maybe that's exactly what's going to happen here. They've already done that in one uh, half of the equation with Gobert, and it sounds like, yes, they're very seriously considering that with Donovan Mitchell.
0: Big story number three. Number three. We heard from what looked to be a happy, refreshed, uh, renewed Baker Mayfield yesterday, and his personality was a topic. Will he be able to maintain his same persona in Carolina, the multiple conversations
1: that I've had
2: with Scott and Coach Rule about they want me to be myself, you know, be a good leader, be a great teammate. But uh, I've always been vocal and uh, being able to bring guys and, and elevate them. There's balance, but that that competitive nature that'll never go away.
0: Uh, and then one more from Baker because I know everyone wanted Petty Baker to to kind of jump out. Uh, they wanted they wanted Baker to say something inflammatory about the Browns. He just never did yesterday
2: cleveland's a special place there's teammates and friendships and bonds that uh we all contributed to that that special run and, and to, to help turn that around there's guys that lifelong friendships that i'll have that are, that are very special to me near and dear to emily and i that uh, we'll, we'll never forget about one more week one should be fun right it's going to be a special one. It's going to be a home game and playing against a former team. Got to handle it the best way possible. And, you know, my job is to put our team in the best position to win. And however I can help do that,
1: that's that's what I'm going to do.
0: Anything else kind of catch your ear or eye from the Baker stuff yesterday?
1: Well handled. I mean, exactly what you would expect. And it's the tone and tenor that Baker Mayfield has taken so far when addressing the Cleveland Browns. There's just nothing for him to gain by going out and being – particularly negative about Cleveland, at least until after maybe picking up a week one dub.
0: Big story number two. Number two. Man, I love it when the little guy stands up and defends competitive balance. I love it when you see someone who has struggled and, and fought and scratched and claw stands up and says, we need to do something here. But when Nick Saban does it, it comes across as very, very hollow. Listen to this from the It's College Football podcast.
4: Mega conferences are probably here to stay. And, you know, market share, market, you know, there's there's a lot of that involved in why are we doing what we're doing. My biggest concern is competitive balance. You know, the NFL, which I was involved in for eight years, Every rule that they have is to create competitive balance. And if they could have every team go 8-8, eight eight, all I right? so at the end of the season every team was playing their last game to get in the playoffs, they would be ecstatic, all right, because how much fan interest does that create? You know, how, how much TV ratings and all the things that go into all these things? We don't have any guardrails on what we're doing right now, all right? So we have no restrictions on who can do what. Some people are going to be capable of doing certain things. Other people are not going to be capable. The bottom line is, is we'll lose competitive balance, which everything we've always done in college football is to maintain competitive balance. Same scholarship, everybody had to play by the same rules and whether it was recruiting or whatever. All right. So um, right now, that's that's not how it is.
0: Hey, Josh, um, prior to this 2022-20 recruiting class – well, actually, including 2022, do you know who had had eight of the last uh, 11 top recruiting classes? Alabama. So when Nick Saban talks about competitive balance, are you going to give us some five stars, Nick? You're going to – You're going to say, hey, listen, I know that I can't think of a current recruit, but I know Dylan Moses is committed to us, but for the sake of competitive balance, we're going to let Dylan go to Tulsa. We think it's just fair. What the heck is he talking about?
1: I think that he's talking about, an illusion that has existed <laughs> with college football. College football has really it's never right. been fair or balanced. I get what he's saying though, and he's he's speaking up about something that is important. We we don't want that. We we don't want that gulf to get even wider sure. between the haves and the have-nots. There does need to be some sort of guardrails, something put into place to. Not let Ohio State and Michigan and Alabama. And it's easy to point the finger at the Crimson Tide and at Nick Saban and say, dude, you're the one that's had all these top-ranked classes. Are you <laughs> kidding me? So what that A&M's able to come in here and at least make this competitive in respect to you? It's really it's about the TCUs and Baylors and Kansas states of the world more than anything. It's about not letting them totally fall off a cliff.
0: It's just, it's always funny to me whenever it's its like, bro, you're kind of the reason this has happened. You've created a monster in Alabama. Um, I'll hold off on this Deshaun Watson note that I have until uh, later in the show if we have time. Let's get to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Let's grab a break. Uh, big 12 Media Days coverage is ongoing. Again, the big story was the Brett Yormark comment that – The Big 12 is open for business, but also in that kind of fine-tuning maybe the hip nature of the program and uh, of the conference and, you know, what is going to be the plan with Oklahoma and Texas going forward. We'll hear the standout quotes from the new Big 12 commissioner when we come back. So far, we've heard from Dave Aranda, Lance Leipold still to come. Um... A little more, a L- little more for the Baylor players. We're going to have Mike Gundy speak here in just a bit. Uh, Steely's going to bring that to you live right here on the ref. So a busy day before we are all in on the Sooners tomorrow from Big 12 Media Day, our coverage presented by Elite Roofing Systems. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We're on the road today at the Falls at Brookhaven. You can learn more about everything they have going on online at TheFallsAndBrookHaven.com or pick up the phone and call them, 405-701-8233. The cleaning lady has no time for my show today, Josh. Can you hear her? She came up here, gave me a nod, and immediately cranked on the vacuum. He's like, I have no time for you, Mister Plank. Wait, you're doing a radio show? Hey, how uh, about some
1: gnats? How know. about How
0: about you get out of my way so I can vacuum under that table right there? Hey, <laughs> it's nice R. to see you
1: this morning. Look out!
0: Uh... Hey, can I Can I vacuum around you there, sir? <laughs> Fantastic, um, Brett. Your mark. <laughs> Just for those that are tuning in and missed it earlier today, welcome to the show. Brett Yormark, I think, made an impact. I think he made an impression on all of us. And he had I think everything is calculated that people say. I don't think Brett Yormark a moment was too big for him. It didn't seem like a guy that had nerves that were bothering him too much when he was up there. But he did say this, which is going to resonate and be talked about all day long.
3: One thing is for sure. There is no doubt the Big 12 is open for business. We will leave no stone unturned to drive value for the conference. Just as I pledged to the board, we will be bold and humble, aggressive and thoughtful, and innovative and creative. All in an effort to position the conference in a way that not only grows the Big 12 brand and business, but makes us a bit more contemporary.
0: So You know, that was one talking point today that I found interesting. What... When they talk about becoming more contemporary, I think we're talking what like the Apple TV Pluses of the world, the uh, relationships you could have with, uh, with an Amazon Prime. But, I mean, I, I feel like you make your league more, and this is a wild take, so everybody hold on. But you can say we're going to be cool. We're going to be the social media platform. We're going to be this. We're going to do that. But you know what really makes you more hip and more popular than anything else? Winning, winning, winning championships. I mean, you can talk about you know, trying to kind of live golf it up, right? I mean, I that. I mean, what what does this look like when you we're going to be? It's going to be more modern. It's going to be more this. What are you going to? You're going to crank some music on the driving range. You're going to have uh, – and, and I get it. Maybe I'm taking it a little bit too literally here, Josh. But in reality, you want to be hip, popular. You want to be the talked-about conference. It's, it's not necessarily who your TV deal is with. It's not necessarily you know how much you're talked about on ESPN or news programs. Go win a championship, Right. Go put teams in the four-team playoffs. Go play great games. Go go win. That, that, everyone's like, gosh, the Pac-12 is in such disarray. Yeah, because USC has sucked the last decade, and they haven't had teams that have been competing on a championship level. You want to magically turn around a conference? Have a team playing for a championship. The Big 12 was saved because Texas and Oklahoma had control of their third-tier rights. The Longhorn Network became a thing, and obviously so did Sooner Sports TV. But you know what kept them relevant and kept them being talked about? Oklahoma playing for national championships. I mean, am I oversimplifying this too much? No. It's just win, baby. And you know what? Baylor,
1: Kansas, they've won each of the last two basketball national championships. Exactly. I, I get it. You know, it's not college football, but that that matters. They, they've they won national championships in basketball, R- remaining to that type of uh, standard where they're getting teams into the Final Four, Elite Eight with regularity, and then football. I, I, I go back to something we were discussing earlier this morning. I do think it's important for the Big 12 Conference going forward. I don't think it's the worst thing to have a little bit of a revolving door here and there and some musical chairs and to have multiple schools involved, but ultimately I do think it would behoove the the Big 12 Conference if Baylor remains what we think they can be with Dave Aranda. If UCF turns into a power that takes over the Big 12 Conference going forward, if they have one school that can consistently win this league and be right toward the top of the conference and consistently recruit nationally in the top 15, that's what's going to be best for the Big 12 Conference. They need somebody to be a legitimate threat nationally that this conference can't just get made fun of as, yeah, it's a bunch of also-rans, bunch of bunch of everybody's over sure. there.
0: I mean, that, I, I, again, you can, you can have all the, the planning meetings you want with your think groups, with your committees, with whomever. I'll come in for half the price that you're paying every single one of these advisors or these experts. And I'll have a very short presentation. It won't even involve plugging anything in. I'll sit down. I'm like, okay, you need to go back. I'm I'm giving credit to George Clivecoff. You've got to listen to what George Kleivkoff said in his opening press conference for the Pac-12 because when they talked about, hey, you know, what what, what are you going to do to get the league back on track and blah, 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 uh, he didn't say, you know, we got to be hip. We've got to be progressive. we got to be out in front of things. What did he, What did he say, Josh? He said, we've got to win at football. We've got to be better at football. Let's take you back to Arlington. Uh, at the dais now is our man, Neil Brown, head coach at West Virginia.
3: For being here, proud to represent West Virginia University in the great state of West Virginia. Uh, I want to welcome Commissioner Eurmark to the Big 12. It's a crazy time in college football, as, as everybody in this stadium knows and feel really <laughs> confident about the leadership of our conference moving forward. I want to take a quick second and just – make a note of who we have here representing our program. Defensive lineman Dante Steels, cornerback Charles Woods. Neat experience from him because this is home for him, so he's able to come home. Offensive lineman Zach Frazier and wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton. And then our champion for life is wide receiver Sam James, who's also with us. Uh, it's officially football season, we're 50, days away from the backyard brawl, the return of the backyard brawl, 19 days until we have our first practice. Um, it's been a productive off-season. Staff adjustments on offense uh, highlighted by the addition of offensive coordinator Graham Harrell has been very uh, beneficial. We, made, we remade our roster uh, to mirror the type of football team that that we want to be. and that gives us the best opportunity to win in this league. We've had 33 additions to our roster since January. Uh, our work ethic, our leadership, and our team chemistry are much improved and experiencing great success on the recruiting trail. Quick kind of preview, offensively, we return our top seven offensive linemen, two receivers, two of our top receivers in Sam James and Bryce Ford Wheaton, two experienced tight ends. And then we've got a competition at the quarterback position that I'm sure that you all want to talk about. Uh, defensively, a lot of experience returning on our defensive line. Like the athleticism of our linebackers with X-Ray Lowe and Lance Dixon, huge addition to Lee Koba. It's going to be a difference maker there. At corner, I like the group we have. Charles Woods, we've had some experience at uh, through the transfer portal as well. Inexperience experience at safety, you know. And then special teams-wise, return Casey Leg, who's preseason all-conference add a kickoff specialist that will compete for our field goal job as well, and Parker Grothaus, and our punting job's open. So, play a tough schedule. It's been well documented, two non-conference games, uh, two rivalry games that are both on the road, 11 power five opponents, and then a great schedule here in the Big 12. And so it's going to be a challenge for us, and with that, I'll I'll take questions. If you have a question, raise your hands. We've got – they're wearing the pink shirts. Let's start right over here to the left, Coach.
0: And once again, stand up. Say your name and your affiliation.
1: Hi, Coach Ian Boyd, inside Texas. Um, since you've arrived at West Virginia, it's been a you've had tough, hard-nosed defensive teams. Will you be able to maintain that culture after going maybe a little more passing air raid on offense, and then losing uh, some of the contributors that you lost on defense through the transfer portal?
3: We think this is, this defensive unit has the opportunity to be the best that we fielded so far. Um, we're never going to lose what makes West Virginia special, and that's a toughness. You know, we really try to to mirror the the mindset of our state. And in West Virginia, it's a blue-collar group that that goes to work and it's it's really proud of of their heritage. And that's the same fundamentals that we're trying to Look for and trying to put on our feet on the field on the defensive side of the ball every Saturday. I like our group It's a group that that has had unique paths You know if you look at a guy like Lee Coba who's came in in spring ball who will be our starting Mike linebacker Not a traditional path, but here he is and we think he's got a chance to be one of the better linebackers in our league You look at Charles Woods who's representing us today FCS all-american that made the jump to power five football and Had the leading coverage numbers in our league, um, you know, according to PFF data last year. So we're a group that's going to be tough physical. Uh, I like the pieces that we've added. You know, I think through the portal on defense, what we were looking to add is guys that were experienced and that were selfless, that could be great teammates. And we've done that. And I think the collection of players that we're going to have, our whole, is going to be maybe better than each individual.
0: Coach, we're going to go over here to the right side, about the fourth row.
1: Hi, Coach. Mason Horodesky with KMAC-KLBK and uh, Lubbock. You kind of touched upon new offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, right there. Can you just go into more detail about what you've been able to bring to the locker room so far? And I guess what's been the biggest improvement you've seen in the
3: offense with Harrell? Yeah. I should expect a Lubbock guy to talk about Graham, right? So there that's go. good. Yeah. Uh, now, here's what Graham's brought, is he's brought uh, a different energy about him. Um, he's confident without being arrogant. He's extremely humble. It helps that he was a great player in this league. You know, that, I think that gets the players' attention on your current roster, but also in recruiting. He's had great success at not only USC, but at North Texas as well. He's been able to have success with different types of players and uh, different types of offenses. And so I'm excited with, what he can bring. Um, he's been a great staff member. And so, you know, I think we're going to see the benefits. And the biggest for me is he's got a great feel on game day. And so that's something that I think is going to be a huge positive, and it will be um, not only not only for our players but for me, um, great feel on game day. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Have question again. Raise your hands. And while we're waiting. Uh, That's awesome. That also comes from an offensive guy, right? Neil Brown has his offensive kind of mindset and plans, and to hear the kind things he's saying about Graham Harrell. Knowing Graham Harrell was in some flux, right? I mean, here was was a guy at USC that was out of a job. Even though, didn't some dentist tell TJ that he had already committed to a job and he was going to stay there and he never was? TJ, we need to talk about that source. Um, But... He was out of a job, and it was a really bad time to be out of a job because a lot of spots have been filled. Lands on his feet in West Virginia, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do. He was the it guy when he was coming out of North Texas. He really was. All right, quick break. Have we done – is this – No, this our we, we have to. Yes, quick. Right, it's, it's Plank Show. Uh, Jesse continues to dominate on the Air Comfort Solutions text line with his memes. Uh, the – Oh gosh, what's that actor's name? Where he's wearing the hat backwards? He's on every single show that I like. Big Lebowski. Um, I can't believe I can't. Paul, not Paul Giamatti. Who is that actor on the meme that Jesse just sent us? How do you do, young fellas? Steve Buscemi. Thank you. Steve Buscemi has the skateboard and the hat backwards and the backwards hat. How do Jesse's, you
1: do, fellow kids?
0: <laughs> he's got the he's got the Big Twelve logo on his. Head. He's like, how do you do, fellow conferences? I mean. Listen, I I have nothing against Brett Yormark, but when you're like, we're gonna hip this place up, baby, we're gonna be young and enthusiastic, we're gonna do this and that, I'm like, okay, well, hire a young social media person, but win, 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 win football games, win national championships. Yours is 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 Alabama the hottest thing going in college football because of their TV deal? Are they the hottest thing going? Because of their media rights still? No, they are because they won. Now, I will add this. I will add this. I was thinking about this during the break. What elevated UFC to the top of our minds in its infancy? It was the ultimate fighter. What's elevated Formula One in the eyes of a lot of people? The, the Netflix series what driven or whatever it is i i still haven't seen it believe it or not maybe when he talks about things of that nature maybe he looks at it and says you know maybe we could do something uh, different on that front now you're asking for coaches to give you something that they don't want to give anyone which is almost unlimited access and so far Every single ESPN presentation, right? Oklahoma state had one Kansas and less miles had one that was behind the curtains or this and that. It just never really, it, it never really materialized into in, in anything too overly exciting, Josh, but maybe that's something where he says we can expand our portfolio more. Sure. Inside, maybe.
1: inside the big 12 conference and right. you know, we've, been pining for something like that. Something that's kinda like hard knocks, right? For go. college football. But it's uh not cookie cutter and it gives us legitimate access that is yeah. different. I mean, that would be boy, that would be a departure and that would make the Big Twelve conference, I think, for a lot of these players out there, these prospective recruits, I mean, then all of a sudden, yeah, you are how do mm-hmm. you do, fellow How conferences? How do you do,
0: fellow conferences? I mean,
1: it's hey, I kind of want to be a part of that. All
0: right, let's uh, let's get caught up on our break and wrap up with the three best texts of the day from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. He's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. You can hit us up on Twitter at Josh on Ref at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at K R E F Sports. This is the Home of Sooner. All right, let's let's hustle through. Um, a couple of quick Air Comfort Solutions text, including someone who's very angry at me. 405 – oh, I almost gave his phone number. 405-651-3439 off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Plank! Stop talking about non-branded schools. Look at what the Big 12 lost before OU and Texas. Nebraska, Colorado, Texas A&M, Missouri were all bigger branded schools. Why is it that the Big 12 should get rated and immediately – we talk about what's left that's not in a Power 5 conference to add. Bowlesby should have been fired the day after OU and Texas left. He was asleep at the wheel and ran a uh, – I don't want to use that analogy, but he ran a bus into a wall. Get aggressive and pull bigger brands, even if it costs current members in the short term. Okay, who? Who's going to leave their current situation to come to a, an unstable, unknown Big 12? That's a bigger brand. I'll wait. I got four minutes left in the show. Well, that's
1: the task for Brett Yormark, right? I mean, pull that off. Bob Bolsby led us to believe and really kind of led individuals like you and myself and others to talk like just that. Ah, who would want to come to the Big 12 Conference? He's got to make it sexy. He's got to make it – Attractive. He's got to make this the place that some of these schools would want to be. He's got to show them that, hey, Oregon, Washington, if you come here and we add this and we add that, guess what? It's better for you than the Pac-12 conference. But
0: okay, you have to do that with with dollars and cents. That's right. No, that's exactly right. You got to deal with your TV deal. You got to deal with your media rights deal. Um, and again, I. This is a hard thing for a lot of us to embrace, and it angers me to no end, but I'm learning that I have to embrace it more. There's a lot more like-minded universities in the ACC than there are in the the Big 12 for Pac-12 teams. There's not a lot of like-minded programs in the Big 12 that think the way a lot of those programs in the Pac-12 do, and by programs, I mean universities.
1: USC and UCLA aren't all that like-minded with the Big 10. Eh, yeah. eh,
0: yeah. a little bit more than you think. Um, I just you, – you can sit here and say, don't be talking about Memphis and SMU, and you might be right, but nobody's leaving the ACC to come to the Big 12. The Pac-12 has just said they're staying together. And, uh, you okay, well, go pull a brand. you going to leave the SEC or the Big 10 to come to the Big 12? I mean – It's just not reality. The the Big 12 isn't a better place for those Pac-10 schools right now. It's just not. Now, in a couple of years, if they have a a better media deal and somehow the loose relationship for the ACC and the Pac-12 doesn't work out, okay, maybe. But right now, I I can't be sold on that. And I might be alone. But right now, George Kleivkoff and Jim Phillips agree with me. Red Yormach's got to be a hell of a salesman to pull that off. then uh, then one more quick one. Softball question, guys. I remember earlier this summer you were pretty high on Hannah Core. Seems like she's been tr- doing pretty well playing in Florida this summer. In your opinion, do you think she can beat out Burrito for left field next year? Uh, no, she can't beat out Burrito. But if she hits, she's got a chance to be a regular part of that lineup. I can't wait to try to speculate on what that starting lineup is going to look like for softball next year. I have no clue. But I do think that improved hitting from Hannah Core. What did JT tell us that? Um, what did JT tell us about Sophia Nugent? She's playing men's fast pitch this summer. So there's a lot of really cool things that these young women are doing to become better hitters. We'll have complete OU coverage at Big 12 Media Days coming up tomorrow. Steelman and Thune at noon is next.